Hello and welcome. I am your host, Kirsty, and this is Leadership Odysseys. We're embarking on a mission to bridge the gap between aspiration and reality, offering a raw and unfiltered exploration of the behind the scenes challenges that shape true leadership. Join us as we share stories of resilience, turning points, and authentic human experiences that remind us greatness is a product of the entire odyssey, not just the destination. In the dynamic landscape of leadership, there emerges a trailblazer on a transformative odyssey, Cat John, an authenticity coach, keynote speaker, meditation teacher, and the force behind the Zero Fucks movement. Kat brings a profound narrative of resilience, vulnerability, and authentic leadership to our latest episode. This isn't your ordinary leadership conversation. It's a compelling exploration into the depths of Kat's journey, where each twist and turn has sculptured a leader who embraces vulnerability as a strength. Join us as we unravel the layers of Kat's story, a tale not only of personal triumph, but a commitment to empowering others to lead with unwavering authenticity. Kat's leadership odyssey extends beyond the conventional norms, entwining with the impactful initiatives that she spearheads. From her global Embrace Zero Fucks movement to her role as a podcast host sharing real, raw and relatable stories, Kat is a multifaceted leader who disrupts the status quo. This episode is your invitation to witness the convergence of vulnerability and leadership guided by a trailblazer who has fearlessly crafted a leadership style that resonates with the core of human authenticity. To get ready for an exploration that spans the realms of leadership, self-discovery, and the profound impact of giving zero fucks about societal expectations. Kat's journey transcends boundaries, challenges the norm, and inspires a new era of authentic leadership. Welcome, Kat, to Leadership Odyssey. <laughs> Thank you, Kirsty. Oh my gosh, I'm really here listening to that going, wow. <laughs> Remarkable story, though, of, you know, uh, old <laughs> so I am so excited to dive right into this today as well. But by the way, let's go. Let's go straight into it. Excellent. So really, who is Kat John at the core? And what were those pivotal moments that set you on the path to becoming that inspirational authenticity coach that you are today? Where did this journey begin? <laughs> In a lot of pain. Look, at my core, I'm, I'm like everyone else. I'm a, I'm a human being doing my absolute best to be myself, to express myself, to stay true to myself. And sometimes that journey isn't easy, you know, and I guess that has been my journey. That's been my personal journey, which is now my, my expression of my purpose in the world. But I am, I'm your everyday human doing my best to navigate the stories that are in my head that tell me I can't do this. I can't say that. I can't show up like this. I can't go after that. And, and also doing my best to listen to the truth that's inside that says, well, maybe you can. You know, that's me at my core, truly, that's me at my core. And in terms of where this, where this started for me, I mean, look, there's been so many pivotal points in my life and, and really big pain points in my life that have, like you said, sculpted and led me to where I am today. But I guess the biggest 
Tipping Point. There is a book called Tipping Point by, is it Malcolm Gladwell? I'm pretty sure it is. It's a great book, really good book. There was a tipping point in my life. And I guess a tipping point can go either way. You know, if you're doing something consecutively for, for, you know, day on end, day on end, day on end, there's a tipping point. Something amazing can happen depending upon what you're doing consistently. And then also something not great can happen if you're doing not great things consistently. And so my tipping point at 23 was a not great tipping point. But in the lead up to this experience, at, at the age of 18, I finished school. I was out partying, you know, one of those party heads and enjoyed, you know, staying up till wee hours of the morning and doing all the clubs and stuff. As you do, as you do. I was studying to be a nurse at the time, but I got this very bad pain in my back and it was an instant pain. It wasn't muscular. It was this fiery pain that I'd never felt before. And I thought, oh, it doesn't feel right. But because I had consecutively and consistently done a pretty good job at squashing things away, you know, whatever might come up and rise to the surface for me to look at and address, I'd be like, ah, that seems too hard. I don't want to deal with that. Oh, I don't want to face that. And this pain was you know, another one of those things. And I'm like, don't worry about it. I'll just take another this or another that and I'll be fine. But lo and behold, I I really wasn't. But from 18 to 23, I didn't do anything about it. But this pain, it, it continued throughout my body. And I then became in chronic pain. It's a very long time to go kind of not ignore, well, it is ignoring it and, and pushing it aside as if it's just part of life. Really long time. Yep. Yeah. But, you know, when you have excuses like, oh, it's shift work. Oh, I'm a nurse. Oh, you know, I did night shift last night and I did seven nights in a row or I lifted a heavy patient or, you know, I had these little reasons like get out of jail cards. But I kind of knew that it wasn't it. But again, you know, linking back to my very, very, very past you know, it, it just made a lot of sense as to why I never wanted to face things because facing the truth was hard. And often when I faced the truth and I, and I needed to face the truth, I found that I wasn't supported. So I thought, well, what's the point in facing this one? You know, just let it be. And I actually did, I must say, I did go to the doctors once because my thumbs were excessively swollen. Oh, what the hell is this? My eyes were flickering over this period of time of five years. Sometimes I'd miss steps walking up them, walking down them. But again, I'd just done a shift, you know, so maybe I was tired. And the, the, the GP said, oh, we'll go and get your x-rays. We'll go and get your thumbs x-rayed. Maybe they're, you know, some kind of growing pain. And I was like, what the hell? I'm 23. That's, that's, that's not it, you know? So I guess, again, I felt like I had reached out, wasn't taken seriously. You know, are you sleeping well? Are you stressed? Are you this? And so I left it. But it got to the point where it was so bad, but, and I was, I was medicating myself, went from, started from Panadol all the way up to oxycodone. And that wasn't good. You know, no. that, that really wasn't good. Wasn't in a good place. The, the cat you'll see today, so the cat that was back then, just it, two different humans, really different humans. So what but, was that pivotal moment that made you stop and go, hold on, I've got to take this seriously. I'm going to get the answers. I couldn't walk down a set of stairs. Like I legitimately couldn't walk. And I very quickly found out that I needed brain surgery for a congenital condition that slowly 
it, it severs your nerves and can slowly, if left left completely unattended, can turn you into a paraplegic. Wow. And that was my wake up moment. 23 and hearing yep. that news. That's huge. Mm. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it really was. So we, I had the surgery. I had needed to have brain surgery to fix this congenital condition because everything was jammed up in my brain and in my spinal cord and nothing was flowing. Nothing was easy. Nothing was, was moving. Everything was jammed in this like T intersection between the top of my neck and the base of my brain. So I had surgery and it corrected things structurally, but it did not take away the chronic pain. So I was put on stronger medication, which completely blacked me out. That's when I was like fully depressed, so overweight. I was disengaged with life and I was absolutely shit scared of myself. I thought I'm going to, I'm going to do something bad. I'm going to do something really bad because I had no hope, no life, no light. Everything was black. Everything was black. And that was another pivotal moment. Because I'd push away everyone so much. I'm like, everyone just get away from me. I don't want to talk to anyone. I don't want to be around anyone. I wasn't moving my body. I just wasn't engaged with anything, anything that served me anyway. But my pivotal, next pivotal point was I reached out to my family and I said, I, I actually, I need more than anything, I need mental health help. Yeah. Uh, and mental health back then was not a thing. It was not a thing. Like you didn't talk about it. There was, didn't even know about the, really about the word anxiety or nothing, you know, it was very much a, oh, my mental health's not good. Right. Um, and, and people don't know how to respond to you either when you're, you know, having those yeah. discussions. Exactly. Exactly. But I did have, you know, my parents, they rallied around me pretty fast. And then my next pivotal moment was meeting a professor of neurology, my absolute guiding light. He was an angel sent from wherever he was sent. And he said to me, you've been dealt a shit card. And by this, by this time I was 24, he's like, but I reckon you can change this if you really want. I reckon you can. And he gave me this analogy and he said, an Olympic athlete will train for their gold medal to be wrapped around their neck and to probably pressed upon their chest and to stand on the podium and have the number one beneath them. They will sleep, they will eat, they will meditate, they will whatever they've got to do in their training schedule to get that gold medal. And he said, Kat, I need you to want something as bad and as, a, as an Olympic athlete would want that gold medal. And he just, and I was there between my mom and my dad in his, in his office. And this is, a, this is a, a gun of a professor. And I thought he was a bit of a nutty professor when he was telling me this. <laughs> <laughs> but he just said, what do you want? Just, what do you want? Tell me, close your eyes for a second, cat, and tell me what you want. And I, and I thought, this is a little bit weird. So I'd never done this before, but I closed my eyes and I just said, Doc, I want to be free. I really just want to be free. I want to be free to be me. I want to be free to be happy. I want to be free to engage with my life. I just, I want to find me again. And he goes, that's your gold medal. That's your gold medal. And he gave me this invisible prescription. And he said, every day, I want you to get up, put your feet on the floor, close your eyes, and I want you to visualize what free, engaged with life, cat, happy, what she looks like, what she sounds like, what she's wearing, what she's doing, everything about her I want you to imagine. And this is, I thought, well, this is crazy what he's talking about because, again, this was exceptionally new age back then. 
And he said, and when you have that feeling, I want you to do something to act in favor of her. And then repeat it again. That's your repeat prescription. I thought, this is crazy, but I'm going to do it. You Absolutely. know, you just something. Yeah. Wow. And look, sounds life changing from what he has, like just that one conversation and yeah. key piece of advice is. Yeah. Well, within oh. 10 months, within 10 months, my chronic pain went without mm -hmm. any medication because I asked him if I could go off medication to be as clear as I could as I did this process. And uh, I was on such a small dose, but I was so sensitive to it um, that he said, we can take you off. And so every day I did that, I had to battle a hell of a lot of thoughts. Uh, this is a waste of time. This is pointless. You're going to be, you know, terrible to the people around you. You should just take the pills. But it was really the first time in my life where I, I, I began to navigate something bigger that was calling me and then something very limiting that was trying to hold me back. But the vision of myself that was free and happy, et cetera, was just so compelling. I thought, I've got to give her a chance. And yeah, I did that every day. And my, my, my action to serve that version of cat was to just move my body, walk to work, go to the gym, do some light things, go to Zumba class, say yes to meeting a friend, just little, little, little engagement back in life, engagement back in life. And little did I know what would happen was the nerves in my body were getting lubricated again. And so therefore they were not as pink and, and smooshed like they were before. So the messages from my, wherever I was experiencing pain to my brain became normal. Yeah. And yeah. You listen to my heart. Chronic pain free. Listen to my heart. Yeah. Oh, wow. That's a powerful message, yeah. I think, for, for everyone because we do, we just continue on in life and it gets busy and, you know, so many factors, but a lot of the time we're, we're not actually stopping to reflect yeah. what we're actually feeling on the inside and mm. the impact we could have on listening to that. I mean, it's life-changing for you. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's what's led me to what I do today. Wow. So you went on this journey yeah. of self-discovery. And that journey of self-discovery at this stage, were you still doing nursing at this point? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I was still nursing. So I went after that 10 months, I was like, oh my gosh, it literally, I just thought, what the hell have I done to myself? And I was so alive. I was so alive. My spirit was alive. My spirit was alive. And when I was at work, so I was working for a plastic surgeon. I was the head nurse of a plastic surgery practice. And when the women would come in, we just wouldn't talk about surgery. They'd talk to me about, about their life and, you know, what was going on with their husband or their partner and, you know, that they're so uh, low in their self-esteem and we'd just jam for an hour and my boss would be like, did you sell any surgery? I'm like, no, but I helped that woman. I helped that woman. <laughs> we had a great conversation. <laughs> I've had a great conversation. Exactly. So I was still, I was still nursing. I went and then I was in like exploration mode. I went and got a life coach. I went and did kine uh, had kinesiology, went and did all these different courses. I was so, my brain was like, I want to know. I, I'm expanded. So now I want to know more. And yeah, there reached a point where I was, I always, I had this calling to then serve people the way that I wanted to serve them and leave nursing. And my boss prematurely kicked me out lovingly. 
gave me a 10 grand check and he said, the world needs you more than we do here. Go get them. And that was another pivotal moment that booted me out and into like, you have to do this. (laughs) Now's your time. (laughs) Yep. 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 Yeah. Wow. So you, you've got this behind you, you, you're transitioning into this world of becoming an entrepreneur really, and Mm. starting to, to really set the, the foundations for where you're going to actually take this. What was the first step that you took? Uh, all the way 10 years ago. Yeah. The first thing I did was I actually, I had a stall at the Mind Body Spirit Festival. So that was the first step I took because I had no network. I had no, Instagram was like just a thing. It just became a thing. Facebook was more of a thing back then. I had no network. So one of my friends said, you just do a stall at the Mind Body Spirit Festival. It's like eyes, you know, lots of eyes there. They can talk to you. And at that time before that, I'd studied a grad dip of psych. I was studying a grad dip of psychology. I, like I said, I had done courses. I had a life coach that was helping me kind of become or, or step into like how to facilitate group coaching, group sessions, that type of thing. And so when I was at the Mind Body Spirit Festival, the way that I had set up my store was just so beautiful. It was so aesthetically beautiful and, and inviting. And I just had this piece of paper where people could write their name and email address if they wanted to look to have a session. Because legitimately there was no like, what's your Instagram? <laughs> I don't think I even had an Instagram. And I just, at the end of the day, there were just all these names and emails that for me to contact and I thought, oh, okay, well, I guess this is where we begin. You know, this is where we begin. And there was no Zoom. There was maybe Skype. So it was either a telephone, you know, session or people would come to my apartment and uh, I would run sessions there. But then all these things just started to, you know, when you take a step, something opens. When you take a step, something closes. When you take a step, it opens and then it closes, opens, opens, opens. I guess I was just following, following the breadcrumbs, following the stones of like, okay, where next, where next, where next? So it started the, at the Mind Body Spirit Festival, but then it led to a woman that I had done her course and she, I had grown so much in that course and she said, I'd love to teach you how to facilitate this course so you can run it. So I did that for some time and then just, yeah, little things. I, I started to run meditation classes and yoga studios. A lot of Lululemon people went there. Then that led me to becoming an ambassador for them for five years. And I did some amazing work with them. And it just continued to to build, to build, to build, to build. Yeah. Really sounds like the universe connected a few dots along that journey. A lot. For you. And just like, yeah, really set those stepping stones in place for one thing to lead to the next thing. Naturally. It was definitely, yeah, the way that I learn is through experience, which is amazing but also very annoying (laughs) because I do have to go on some kind of journey but I in that it gives me the experience that I can then authentically share with others it's not like oh I I I can theorize what you might be going through it's like "Mm, I think I've been to that that channel and that path of hell and back so let's chat (laughs) <laughs> Absolutely. Well, you can emphasize with them. You, you've been there. You, you've been on that stage of the journey. It's not like it's all been the high road. You absolutely have had the struggles and the, you know, had to build the resilience behind the the scenes to actually go yeah. on your journey exactly. as well. Yeah. 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 And 
And that is a big part, I think, of of what's out there is resilience in this day and age. It's it's really challenging for a lot of people mm. to actually be able to be one, be true to themselves, but second of all, to actually mm. build that muscle of resilience for life in general, because mm-hmm. none of us have an easy road. No, so, no. So you on this journey, you've really kickstarted. It's naturally starting to come together as, okay, you're following your heart and and really setting up this coaching business, wanting to focus on that authenticity, but you, you're enjoying the yoga and all the other components around it. Where did the Zero Fucks movement come from? Yeah, so that's a cool one. So dance has been a part of my life for a long time since I was a little kid. My mum's, I'm half Filipino. Filipinos are typically awesome dancers. So it's in our blood. So yeah, I've always danced for a long time. But when I so when I was going through that growth period in my sort of mid-20s to 30s, I went to a what's called I went to Five Rhythms. And it's a place where you go and you you free dance. And it was the first time I've ever done free dance. I've, you know, danced at clubs, been off my face, or I've, you know, done choreographed dancing. But this was like fully sober free dancing and I thought how the hell do you do this so when I went there I hated it (laughs) for the first 20 minutes I walked in I'm like yeah these people are not my people I was just in such judgment mode and really projecting my stuff onto everyone else and then I turned the judgment on myself telling myself that I'm a loser and I should leave or just dance or something I was so in my head and I guess because I was in the practice of really evolving myself at that time, I just said, Kat, fuck it, just let go. Please just let go and and let's just find the rhythm. And, you know, very quickly I found the rhythm and my body was just moving the way it wanted to move. And I thought, oh my gosh, this is freeing. So that was my like true moment of giving zero fucks, but it obviously then expressed itself later in my business. So I was dancing, I've used it now as a tool forever. I was dancing in my little space upstairs. Again, this is when Instagram was predominantly a, a, a photo-based app. And just this little voice inside said, you should share it, you should share this, or you should record this, you should record this. And I was like, mm. so I recorded it. You should share this on, you know, your, your socials and share with your community. I didn't have a big community back then, you know, it was still very small. And I thought, oh, I can't do that. People, no one, no one posts dancing stuff. People are going to think I'm up myself. People are going to think this, whatever. And it was one of those fuck it moments where I just thought, this is not about me. This is sharing about a tool that I use to get out of my head and into my body and to come back home to myself. Like that's, that's really what it is. So stop making about yourself, cat, and share it. And so I shared it and I thought I'd be playful. It just, it was a Tuesday, giving zero fucks. I'm like, zero fucks Tuesday. Literally, that's how it was. It wasn't meant to be a movement, nothing. I was meant to put it out once and that's it. That's it. I love that. That is real. That is not in the moment. I'm going to make this shit happen. (laughs) I'm going to make something happen. But it was not meant to be anything other than this is what I'm doing right now. Giving zero fucks. And... Oh, I just, all these comments came underneath the post and it was, oh, that's so liberating. I wish I could do that. Or la, 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 la. And I thought, okay. And then comments were, I can't wait to see your dance next Tuesday. I'm like, what? <laughs> what are they talking about? 
So then next Tuesday, I thought, okay, I'll, I'll play with this. I'll see how this goes. Anyway, for about six weeks, I was um, doing a dance on a Tuesday. And then after that period of time, people started sending in their videos. Or they would put a video up and they would tag and they'd say, Zero Fucks Tuesday, catch on. And I'd be like, what the hell is this? And for a period of time, like I said, namely before Reels, before Reels came, it was, it was ginormous. You know, it became a really big movement that then led to live events, that then led to corporate Zero Fucks facilitation, that led to Lululemon Global wanting me to do one on their channel, then taking it into high schools. And it's like, where the hell did that come from? It came from this little voice that said, share it. Yeah. And you know, removing judgment, actually being strong enough to go, I'm not going to worry about what someone says and I'm going to put this out there for the better purpose, the higher yeah. purpose. The higher purpose, correct, which isn't easy because mm. everyone, there's, it's, it's, it's troll happy on those laptops and on those phones, you know. It, it takes, we, we, we can say, you know, we can have thick skin, but our skin's pretty thin when it comes to people's comments about, you about the way you look about oh she shouldn't wear that or her hair's like this or her whatever's like that and yeah it over time again you have to give less fucks to that and just remember why you're putting the stuff out there and stay true to it so it's become a really big message a really big message that I think a lot of people are resonating with would you have a piece of advice to actually give someone that's going through that pivotal moment of going, I have so much I want to be able to put out there in the world, or I've got mm. this big idea. I, I just, I'm ready to dive into it in 2024. How yep. do they overcome that fear of judgment? Mm. Because, and mm. I know it's not an easy thing and it, for some people it will take their whole life journey to actually work yeah. through that. But what would be a piece of advice to actually offer them to go, you can do this? Look, it is a big one. As you say, it comes with a great big asterisk that sometimes it takes someone saying it, hearing it over and over and over again. And then you just finally have this moment of, I can't, I can't do this to myself anymore. You know, I can't keep holding myself back. But in, you know, in essence, to give zero fucks, it's not about sticking the bird up to the world and going, fine, I don't care what you think about me. I'm going to post it and be angry about. And, and kind of post in anger or post in fuck Eunice. It's actually not about that. The zero fucks movement is about giving less of your time. So the fucks mean your time, your energy, life force, headspace, heart, headspace, heart space to the thoughts that are in your head that are telling you, you can't post that because people will judge you or you can't speak up because you will get rejected or you can't create that idea or you can't create a podcast. When I first created my podcast, my gosh, the gnarly thoughts that were in my head that I projected onto everyone that were only made up in my head. So it wasn't me then having to go zero fucks to everyone. It was to myself, you know, and that's, that's what I would say to whoever is, is listening to this and who does need to give less fucks. You've got to start mining the thoughts that are in your head. Yeah. You've got to start really clearing them emptying them out, facing them, and not like hating them, not wishing them away. You almost have to befriend them. You've got to befriend them. That's what I teach in my coaching program. It's, it's like, okay, cool. Let's learn how to be with them, learn how to face them, have a bit of empathy for them. Because really those thoughts are really, they're just trying to protect you. 
They're yeah. trying to keep you safe from the potential rejection, the potential embarrassment. So it's my, my, my answer is, and it's not a short journey, it's to learn how to become friends with those nasty thoughts. Give them a, give them a minute, give them a proper minute and, and then let them settle. Sometimes they just need a minute to, to voice themselves and you, you know, you might cap it at a five minute time to write it all out and then go, okay, I hear you. I see you. I love you. I understand why you're afraid of this, but I, I have to do this, you know, no different to how the professor said, you've got to have something bigger than, than the shit that's going on in, in your head. Oh, it's a, a very powerful message to, to be able to share. And hopefully people, as they take this time, kind of going into the beginning of the new year can have that time to really self-reflect and, and go, what does your heart really desire? And if there was one thing mm. you could just do for yourself, just give it a go and yeah. you know, don't be so critical on yourself. And you'll probably see that community come around and support you. Oh, Definitely. Yeah. Big hugs out there, I say to everyone to, to just give that a go. And mm. I know even myself launching a podcast, very similar feelings to what you were saying when you were yeah. launching yours. But yeah. the second I mentioned it, it's like, yes, you know, the community around me was just incredible. It actually I was know. the first time I went, wow, I, yeah. I, I want to embrace this part of, of genuine care that everyone's actually giving each other by just actually asking for help or, or sharing what I'm actually doing and people celebrating that with me along the way. It's phenomenal. Yeah. yeah. And it really, really is. It really is. Yeah. yeah. Wow. So you've got this Zero Fucks Tuesday moment happening that's gone into this full movement that you've created, not just here in Australia, but also across the globe mm -hmm. as your mm -hmm. Instagram is starting to build and you're building that sense of community and you're now running dance parties. <laughs> Have been for five years. Yeah. 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 What <laughs> happens in these dance parties? Oh my gosh. Liber liberation is what happens. Liberation, you know, it's like, it's people come in, there's music playing and it's music. So the, the Zero Fox dance parties, music that we all know, music that we love, music that you can sing to. And, you know, people come sober in their active wear for 90 minutes and they dance. Oh my gosh, they dance. It's, it's wild in there. It's wild. It's celebrating. It's humans just, you know what? It's humans at their finest. Yeah, it's wow. humans at their finest, at their rawest. You know, there's people, there's kids in there, older people in there, bigger bodies in there, and no one gives a fuck. Yeah, wow. No one cares. It's just like, I see you. I love you. You're a legend. And it's just, it couldn't be more humans celebrating humans and on the same side. That and that's... So they, 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 they have liberty in themselves and then liberty around others. And that in this day and age is pretty freaking special. That is extremely special. To feel safe special. to be you in, in, in an environment is special. Yeah. And to feel a sense of belonging for a community yeah. that you're creating around each and every one of them as well. I know my daughter yeah. has danced her whole life and I... As a parent, it's not the concert. Well, I love the concerts, but it's not any of the competitions or anything that happens. It is the pure feeling I have had as a mum watching her 
turn music on and just let loose around the house for mm. her whole entire childhood. And there's one gift I hope she takes through into her adult life. It is that ability to go, no matter what is happening in the world, no matter how stressful your day has been or what you're feeling, go home, put that music on and let yourself yep. be true to yourself and just be free. Yeah. Yeah. Amen. Amen. Yep. And that's what dance does. That's what dance does. It takes a bit, takes a bit for people to get out of their head. You know, but once they're out of their head and they have a, they have more of them in their body, that's, yeah, it's, it's, it's actually very emotional to watch. Yeah. It's powerful. Well, well done mm -hmm. to you on creating something that it's, as said, there's just so much give back into the world with what you're doing, the impact on people's lives. And especially coming out of COVID as well, where so many people mm -hmm. would have had all these, you know, different feelings that they hadn't felt before. To, to be able to have an opportunity like this to connect with like-minded people and That's just right. get out there and just have some serious fun. Life-changing. Absolutely. Yes, yes, yeah. It's healing. It's very healing. Without them knowing, it's a, it's a very cheap therapy session. <laughs> yes, absolutely. <laughs> and you've got the, the real raw and relatable podcast as well. So you've been running this as well for, what, the best part of eight I think plus years? years. Oh, four years? I think four yeah. years. Yeah, four. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And and I, you know, I've listened to lots of episodes on here as well, but just the realness that is coming through, you are sharing with the world just who you are as a person. It's fantastic. Mm. It's funny. I guess it's weird because to me that just seems, I don't know, I feel like everyone does it, but I guess they don't, you know? Yeah. Because when I, because I hear it back so much, you know, you're so real, you're so open, you're, you're so generous with your sharing. But I guess, you know, like I said, that has, that has come from a place of, of knowing the opposite of knowing what it's like to feel like I have to hide my truth or that I have to hide this part of me because it's too much or it's too this or it's too that. I just can't do it anymore, yeah. you know, and similar to like what we we're talking about a few conversations ago. It's like I've tried to hold that back. I've tried to keep parts quiet. I've tried to keep parts down. I've tried to only show my positive side. And it's like, nah, I'm just going to let it all out. I'm going to let it all, like when you undo your, your jeans at dinner and you just go, oh, <laughs> the best feeling. It feels so much better. <laughs> I love it. You're being true. You're sharing the truth and you're going to help others go on that journey of finding their truth as well. <laughs> going, it's okay to be human. We're all, you know, totally. people, we have totally. good days, bad days and everything in between. So yeah. Totally. I want to take a moment to introduce you to Naturally Gloom-Free, where lifestyle meets quality. Naturally Gloom-Free is a boutique bakery committed to crafting exceptional gloom-free products that are produced with high-quality natural ingredients and free from all additives and preservatives. When you are seeking to transform your menu or source a premium gloom-free product, Naturally Gloom-Free invites you to connect with them via their website naturallyglutenfree.com.au. So you're sharing all these incredible stories out there into the world, really helping one person individually at a time. What is next for Cat John? Mm. I'm actually writing a book. Yes. Yeah, I'm, I'm writing a book. I have a 
publishing deal, which I can't say who yet. I'm actually not even allowed to say that I'm writing a book yet, but I'm so excited. Whoopsies. <laughs> One to share with everyone. So yeah, I'm, I'm in the process of, of writing and my book will be out August next year. So that is all in the realm of there's, there's more books in the pipeline, but this is the first one that goes out into the world. We had a discussion around, you know, basically like if you died tomorrow, what book would you want to be left on the shelf? And it would be, it would be this, you know, this is the, this is the book. So um, in the practice and, and practice of writing, you know, that's a new practice for me. It's been a, it's been challenging. It's been beautiful. It's been cathartic. It's been, I love it. I actually really, really love it. So that's next. And I guess, you know, there's, I'm making changes in my business at the moment, which is uncomfortable. I'm removing a lot to have greater focus and potency on my zero bucks coaching program, my one-to-one coaching and then I've also got a management team who I've brought on board who are going to help me amplify my events where I just, I need, I need team, I need support, I need to do less. And so then I can actually give more where I actually give it. So yeah, I'm in the process of, of doing a bit of restructure, putting new scaffolding in, putting some new windows in, you know, putting some new doors in and uh, all that kind of, all that kind of jazz. It feels right. It feels good. I shared that openly and honestly on my podcast the other week. I called it confession session in sharing, yeah, in sharing that, you know, this is what happens when you're an entrepreneur and it gets, sometimes it gets really exhausting to have to reflect and then take things away because you think, oh my gosh, I time on that. But yeah, it feels good and it feels right. So what's next for me is I know that it's the, the reach is going to, it's, it's naturally getting bigger and bigger. I mean, in the last 12 months, my was in a four-month period. My online platform went from 30,000 to over half a million. And I thought, what the hell has gone on in the world, you know? So there's been a big expansion. And in that expansion, it's it's called me to expand further. And in order to expand, I need to look at what's working, what's not working. What can I let go of? What what do I want to keep? What what do I want to upgrade? So that's where, that's, that's what's next for me. It's a pretty big transformation to think from, you know, where you were starting and where your headspace was at, mm. you know, that decade ago to yeah, where you're going now and, and in the future and the impact you can have at that global scale, not just for the yeah. lives that you're touching, but for the people within their communities as well, because, you know, exactly embracing that change and people being able yeah. to to really be their authentic selves and self-love as the the center of all of that they're going to have such a profound impact on the communities around them as well so it really is absolutely incredible yeah. the work that you're doing how exciting yeah. creativity I know. bring on 2024 i know, I know. <laughs> yes 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 feels very good feels very good feels solid feels solid yeah, and all that manifesting that you've done over the years of knowing exactly where your heart desires you to go, it's pretty incredible. And yeah. sounds like you're building a really strong team around you to to help navigate that journey forward. Yeah, definitely, definitely. It's I, I kept it small for a little while because it just that was just where it was, and then I'm and now it's like oh no 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 I need I don't want every person on in the world helping I just need the right people helping yeah. so. And that, that's, you know, that takes a lot to hand over. Mm-hmm. Like my business is my baby and 
gosh, I just, I get protective of it and I want people to fuck with it. And so I can at times be like, oh, I don't want anyone to help me. But then I'm like, girlfriend, you need help. You're tired. You can't hold all the, you can't hold it all together. So there's a, there's a bit of, in that growth, there's letting go and that letting go, there's discomfort, but I know it's necessary. So there's personal growth as well as business growth in that. Well, reflecting on, you know, your extraordinary journey to get to where you are standing here today with a global movement that is really Mm. starting to go leaps and bounds with zero fucks. Can you actually share with our audience some of your most uh, powerful lessons that you've learned or that shaped your journey along the way as well? Mm. Mainly in business, you mean? Yeah, in in leadership, in authenticity. Mm. You know, funny, there was actually this one moment, just the first thing that came to my mind. In the very beginning, when I ran, I, I ran a women's circle at a studio, yoga studio. And again, (laughs) Instagram, no, I think Instagram was kind of a thing then. But at that time in my life, I was uh, putting out like happy, positive cat and very much hid my darkness because my darkness is dark, you know, it's it's pretty dark. I thought, no one wants to see that. And so when I had these people sign up, this one lady said to me when I was delivering the, the circle in real life, she said to me afterwards, you're so much more real in real life. She said, I actually was a little bit worried when I booked in that this was going to be kind of light and fluffy and, you know, that kind of thing. She said, but you're different to who you are on Instagram to who you are in real life. And that was like a, oh, oh, oh. oh. That was a moment for me. That was a real moment for me to, to get real. You know, I asked myself, no different to, to what we were saying again, those few conversations ago, what, why am I afraid? Why am I afraid to put me out? Why am I afraid to say that I'm having a rough day or, you know, being single is hard when I was single back then or, you know, why am I afraid to share that? Obviously, I had my own reasons, my own stories, my own limiting beliefs. But really, to be honest, when, when I started to, to get real and just showed it all, you know, and believe me, I, I restrain, it may not seem like I restrain a lot, but I restrain a lot because there are many things in my personal life that I actually can't be open about just from a, a legal and respect perspective when it comes to my bonus daughters. So there's many things that I, that I restrain or I filter, you know, I just give little bits when I started to do that, that's when the community were like, oh, we're here. We are here for this. We are here for this. And I just noticed that as I started to go up that way, even in speaking gigs, you know, corporate speaking gigs and smaller speaking gigs, there was one gig that I I spoke at and I went to just talk. But on the way, I had just, on the way I was, when I was driving, I found out that my Nana was turned palliative from well to palliative. And I was like, I don't want to be here. I don't want to be here. I don't want to speak. I don't want to talk to these people. So when I got up on stage, I started to talk and I just said, actually, I need to pause for a moment and I need to clear that what I'm bringing with me to this talk is this. And I just need to get it out. I just need to get it out and acknowledge it. And then I'll move on and I'll move on with today's talk. And 
that was so moving. It was moving to me because I actually held space for myself. Yeah. And it was moving for everyone in the audience because they were like, oh, we don't see this. We don't see humanness, you know, and the level of connection that then developed in that space and then the level of connection that developed in conversations afterward, it was very special. And that one woman that said it to me all those years ago, you're different to who you are on social media. She woke me up. That was a really pivotal moment. Really, really pivotal moment for me. Yeah, wow, that's huge. Well, a great lesson mm. to be able to to offer everyone else out there is just, you know, really listen to what, you know, your voice, in inner voice is actually saying and yeah. to, to be human, to be a person. Yeah. And we can share our stories and we can share what's happening in our life, you know, to, to certain degrees. To, to certain degrees, yeah. yeah. To ensure that we can connect and and relate to each other because we're all going through something. We've all we're all living life, and I think that's a very very powerful lesson to to be able to pass on, as well. So many words of wisdom that you've offered today. The only other thing I, I really I haven't asked you about, but was the meditation. And mm. you know, looks you know, reflecting on your journey today, it sounds like meditation could have been at the center of all of this along your path. Yes. Would I be true in saying that? Yeah, yeah. It's it's my my gateway to tap in. So when I meditate, and when you know, when I get those answers that come in, when I meditate, I'll. I'll I'll meditate with a question in mind typically and I'll, you know, have my journal down next to me and I'll write the question down. It might be a question of, you know, what am I currently doing that is of no service to me but I can't see it or what am I, what am I ready to face that my ego is telling me I'm not ready to face or what is my heart calling for me to, 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 to look at that I'm not listening to. You know, they're the type of questions that I ask and, you know, it'll either give me an answer that's personal, financial, business related, health related. And that's where I, I play music. Music is such a big thing for me. I play beautiful emotive music and I just sit quiet, just like this hand on chest. And I let the question filter its way through and I let the answer find me and then I've got the answer and I follow it. That's, that's, that's probably the one thing. I follow it. I follow the answer. I trust it enough to go, all right, time to make a change. Intuition. Um, yeah. Yeah. And you now share your incredible meditation experiences with your community as well. So as well as the Zero Fucks Dance Parties, I run an, an event called Sunday Meds. So it's obviously on a Sunday and it's, yeah, it's a mass meditation event where people come, they bring their pillows, they, they bring their blankets. It's just, it's a very beautiful morning. You know, sometimes depending on the space, there's like 300 people, 100 people, 150 people, depending upon, uh, yeah, where I've, I've got it happening. And it's a 90 minute session. I talk about a theme that I might have been experiencing in my life and I share a story. Stories are so beautiful to share. You know, I think we can learn through stories. And so I share parts of my story linked to the theme. Then I take everyone into a guided meditation, followed by 15 minutes of journaling time. And the room is just silent, which just beautiful, subtle music in the background. And then the most precious thing about Sunday meds is after that is I open up the floor for people to share and they share 
And it is, again, like the Zero Fucks Dance parties, humanity at its best. They're talking, they're crying, releasing. People are clapping, hugging them. Some people have ended up dating after it. You know, people meet each other. They become friends. They date. It's like become a, it's become its own community. It is a very, very special morning, really special morning. Sounds pretty magical to me. And once again, just the impact on community and and the bigger picture is just phenomenal. And so if Mm. someone wants to find out more information on any of your courses, your podcasts, your Zero Fucks Tuesdays, or your meditation, where do they go? Best place to have a a little peek, a sneak peek is Instagram. That's where you'll get, you know, you'll get snippets of my Zero Fucks Tuesday podcast, et cetera, which is cat.john, K-A-T dot J-O-H-N. And then my website has all the information that you need with regard to -to one-to-one coaching, the Zero Fucks program coaching. That's a group coaching program. And events have been, they've been taken down for the moment just because it's end of year, but the events is where, on my website, where you'll see they take place. Wonderful. Well, we'll definitely be adding that to the show notes. And to (laughs) wrap it all up, what would be your couple of words of wisdom to just pass on to the next generation of leaders coming through? That's a, that's big one. You know, the words, as you say that, the words say, the words that come through say, stay true to you. And I know that that can be a really hard thing to do when, like what you spoke about in the very, very beginning, society has a very clear picture of, of, of who you should be or who it would like you to be or what's more tolerable for you to be, whether you're a business owner, whether you're a mum, whether you're a dad, whether you're a whatever, you know, if you can stay true to you by listening, really keep keeping close to yourself, close to yourself, listening to yourself, whatever tools you have to use to stay close to yourself. Gosh, you get to go, you get to go to bed with a clear, clean mind, clear, clean heart and a soul that's like, thank you. Thank you for staying true to you. That's what I would say. Well, incredible words of wisdom right there, Kat. And I just want to say a huge, huge thank you for today because your incredible journey and impactful movements that you've led, it really is extraordinary. The way you really help others find their resilience and are driven by passion and authenticity, it it absolutely stands out. Your commitment to personal growth, healing and spreading joy is a testament to the remarkable woman that you are. So thank you for not only inspiring change on a global scale, but for embodying the strength, grace, and kindness that the world needs. Your presence in our community is an absolute gift. And I have, you know, absolute privilege to have you join me on Leadership Odysseys, even with all the bloopers today. So thank you. (laughs) My pleasure. Oh, I couldn't be more real without, it wouldn't be real without the bloopers. Thank you for having me, Kirsty. Thank you for having me. Thank you. Thank you for joining us on this incredible odyssey. Until next time, lead with courage, lead with heart, and keep exploring the remarkable world of leadership. Enjoyed the journey? Hit the subscribe button, rate us, and leave a review if our stories ignited your leadership spirit. Your feedback fuels our odyssey.